This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 613, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways you can listen is you can go to all of our major podcasting applications. As for right now, at the time of this recording, we're having an issue right now with Apple Podcasts. I don't know what's wrong. I tried to look in the back end, but it's, it'll be there when it gets there. Uh, Spotify, the podcast is there, so listen on Spotify, or you can listen through all their major podcasting applications and markingout.com. Uh, you can find us social media-wise on Facebook, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, tiktok.com slash markingout, or at markingout, uh, and then also on Inst- um, YouTube at markingout11. And you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. We have merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. There will probably be like a first week of November sale. Or, hey, guess what? Remember remember the 5th of November. Here's a discount code. So thank you for picking up shirts when that happens. Um, my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I am also all, all three of us are here today, folks, because Dave is here with me for the first time in months, and you can follow him on social media at David PTDPT. Did I get that right? Hell yeah, you did. Good brother. Woo! Go me. And Dave's here. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing amazing. How about yourself, Chris? I'm doing great. And we are also here. I am staring right now because I'm recording this in the man cabana in my in my house. I'm staring at his action figure, one of one. You can follow him on all of his <laughs> social media platforms and influencing platforms at BTTG161. Brandon, are you feeling oozy today or what? I am still not awesome as always. But my voice is much better than the abomination of last week. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> that, Sorry that, to tell you, pal. That voice is totally oozy. That's like such an oozy voice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're getting back to your oosiness self. And tell us, Brandon, since we uh, heard from you last week, how was the week that has been? Well, I literally just tried to get as healthy as possible. Okay. And I ended up going to urgent care just to make sure everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, that I was doing as much as possible. To recover, and it's basically just laryngitis. I'm waiting out this people power. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start calling you Brandy Ace. Yeah, Ooh. but I also, I did watch some Halloween movies. I watched The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad for the first time. Never saw that. And I watched Halloween Town for the umpteenth time. The umpteenth time. Hold on, I'm just cracking open yeah. the liquid death here. Nice. Yeah, I actually got to murder my thirst. There you go. I, uh, yeah. I'm over here. I just got an espresso for a mud. 7-Eleven to keep me good for this. I had a Red Bull before, and I have a little bit of whiskey. It's Wednesday night. I like to sit on my couch, watch AEW Dynamite Live. Mm-hmm. But also, since, um, so yeah. But if we go back to Brandon, so what else happened besides getting a That was it. You guys ever see, you ever see the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? No, never. No. Half of it is about Mr. Toad, and the other half is about Ichabod. It's the story of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Oh. The Headless Horseman. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's two, two movies in one, basically. Oh, cool. 
But I, I was really, really hoping to get to Sleepy Hollow this season just for something, like, fun to do in the fall. Yeah, you ever absolutely. been? No. And I just wanted to see. It's like It looks really nice up there. It's like a nice little quaint town up by uh, Tarrytown. Okay. Yeah, I, I, pass and, it, uh, I pass it all the time. We used to go up to New Paltz for our, you know, <laughs> week, bi-weekly New Paltz runs. <laughs> what were you doing up there? Partying. For, like, college? Well, in college, yeah. Our friends Dan and Sal and a bunch of other people, they all rented a house together. Um, and they all went to New Paltz College, and they would mm. um, go rage there. So we'd drive up for the weekend, party, want, they'd have a big party, and then we'd come back, uh, you know, Saturday or Sunday morning. I did went, I went, I went to New Paltz to visit a friend one time, and then I went with that friend after he graduated, I think, to go back. Mm-hmm. He had to pick something up. That's simple trips. Yeah. Hey, there you but go. But I didn't make it to Sleepy Hollow this season, so I figured I'd never seen The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, so let me let me finally watch that. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. Nice. I watched something pretty incredible, I'll tell you. Well, yeah, so, you've had you you had a hoot of the week. How was uh how was Millie Wake? Well, I will tell you, I did not run into Mr. Anderson. Okay, uh, good. And you and also didn't realize me texting you, it was pronounced uh, Algonquin for the native land was from Wayne's World too. Yes, I did not. So I <laughs> didn't catch the reference until I went to find a GIF to send to someone and that came up and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so clever, Chris. So clever. So clever. Um, yeah, no. So I went to Milwaukee for the Educational Leadership Conference for Physical Therapy and it was amazing. Uh, the flight over, I did have the opportunity to watch The Rise of Gru. Okay, you I guys... thought it was great. My kids loved right? it. This, yeah. That movie was phenomenal. <laughs> you said that so defensively. Oh, Where'd... no. That 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 movie was phenomenal. I am such a fan of anything that's Minions. Okay. You know, I think that I think that it's just such genius what they've done. So if you haven't seen Rise of Gru, definitely check that out. But overall, the conference was incredible. Got to meet a lot of people. I did get to say hi to uh, the Fonz as well. Did yeah, you know, so, uh, I saw, I saw you posted on something that you saw the Fonz. Yeah, Happy Dave, Days was Dave blowing up on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Happy Happy Days was. Not, uh, I mean, not really. Happy but... Days was based in uh, Milwaukee. Yes, it was. So was Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's the other thing I was gonna think too. Dave and his uh, coworkers are gonna put uh, their gloves on uh, conveyor belts and wave goodbye. We're <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> I know we could have done that. What like Shemil Shemazel at the da da da. Ha! Incorporated. Yeah, Shlemiel Shlemazel. Shlemiel Shlemazel. Yeah. Okay. You should know this. This should be in your dictionary. I know. I have to expand my dictionary. But it was a fantastic trip. Uh, Chris, what else did you end up doing for Halloween? Did you uh, do anything special uh, for Halloween? Halloween-wise, I mean, I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. was just, you know, going around all over the place. Um, and then on Halloween, the kids, we have, like, this big crew, crew of, like, Jordan's, like, friends and Maddie's friends and Rachel's friends with the moms and stuff like that. So we have this big crew that goes out for Halloween. We've been doing it for the past, like, I want to say two, three. Like, this is the second year we've done it with this crew. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so much fun because, like, 
we go to somebody's house. We like that's our like center hub for where we go around like the streets, and then we just go around the streets and like we have like I have this wagon I have for work that grabs all my equipment. I gutted it. I put a cooler with a bunch of beers in there and some waters and juice boxes and stuff like that, and we just walked around and just drank beers. And the kids went trick or treating, and it was the funnest time. And then afterwards, we went back to the people's houses, and you know, had some food, had some more drinks, and it was fun. It was a great time. The kids had blast. Did you dress up? Yeah, I dressed up. I did my version of Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. You did, I did great. I know. Dave saw the picture. Um, I'll send it to you right now, Brandon. Um, I did rather than doing the Hellfire Club shirt because I'm a Mark. I got the Deathmatch Club shirt, the Matt Cardona shirt oh. that's on his pro wrestling tee store. Yeah, I know you couldn't see it. And then like I own a jean vest and it's covered with patches and buttons and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, let me throw this on. And then I bought the wig and everything else I owned. It was funny because like we went to the kids had a trick, trick or treat parade, and as I roll up. Like, I'm wearing my wig. Rachel's completely embarrassed of me. Uh, <laughs> like, I, well, saw... I mean, you used to have long hair. Why is she embarrassed? Because Rachel didn't know me when I had long hair. She didn't? No, she didn't. No, when I had, like, the Jesus hair. How's that possible? I knew you with longer hair. Well, didn't I? Um, I want to say. Maybe not. No, 2000, when Jordan was born, I grew my hair. But it was, like, it wasn't the length that it was when I was, like, 21. <laughs> First of all, I, I've known you since before Jordan. Yes, I know. But, like. When I met, like, when we started hanging out, I had a lot shorter hair, but this was, like, long. In, like... in 2000, 2009? Yeah, no, that was... Did it was, you have long hair? It was, no, it was shorter. Hmm. Yeah, so, but it was, it was, but again, Halloween uh, was fun. We had, so I dressed up like Eddie Munson. Um, I actually, um, this is coming out on Saturday, right? The show? Mm-hmm. I won the, the major, I won the major PBR tweet of the week, so I'm getting assigned uh, 8x10 from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Might be podcast. A spoiler alert. No, it's not, because the, <laughs> the Patreon version came out today, and they mentioned me. Okay, yeah. And I also funny. get a DM saying, hey, I need, we need your address for Major PBR. I'm like, yes. Oh, nice. That's very yeah. cool. Um, two times, two times. Yeah, two times. I got a shirt, but I think they changed that model now, and now it's an 8x10, but still, that's fine. Frame it, put it right behind, uh, right next to my uh, signed uh, retro ring. That's very cool. Yeah, so... Holly was good. Um, it's been nobody. We didn't get any trick or treaters. We got very little, and the kids literally zero. Really, my kids cleaned up when it came when it came to candy because, like, not only that, they had two trunk or treats, and then like, or their grandparents got them like a big bag of candy, and uh, yeah, they cleaned up really nicely. That's awesome, so. Dave. What did you get when you went? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I got a rock. People I saw on TikTok, they're giving out potatoes. I didn't get that. I saw somebody post that they got a potato, and I was just, I don't get the reference. Me neither. Kids were going nuts over getting them. Why? Is this a... I have no idea. I should ask my kids to see if anybody, because they watch, like, YouTube shorts. You know, that's a good thing now. It's like, uh, you know, vertical videos. Essentially, the same thing as TikTok. They just put it all over different platforms. But my kids have just, like, sit sit there and just scroll through all these, like, 20-second clips. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if uh, wonder if they've seen any of those. But that'd be interesting. But now it's Thanksgiving, and I am all about hashtag respect Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is a great holiday. You eat, you drink, you be merry. Yeah, you watch. Yeah, but but people don't understand that Thanksgiving is part of Christmas. It's not part of Christmas. They're too. It's a hundred percent part of it's Christmas. The start, no way. The Thanksgiving parade includes Santa Claus. It's part of Christmas. It's not yeah, a no, part it's of... The, it's the start. Yes, like, it is. The end of that parade is the start to the Christmas yeah, and holiday Thanksgiving season. Thanksgiving is Christmas season. It marks the start of... No, no, no. I will agree with Brandon. I will agree with Brandon. That's like... 
the start of the holidays. Exactly. I'm gonna although although I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. November first. November first is really truly the beginning of Christmas season. I so I You can't say transi- no. Disney literally takes down their Halloween decorations overnight, boom, it's Christmas. It's a transition holiday into Christmas. It's a transition it, holiday. It's just part of the season. When you talk about the Christmas season, not, I don't know if it's part of the season. If it's a transition phase, listen, I'm somebody who knows food. <laughs> yeah, he has a, a YouTube series that's never going to be made ever again because he took me out of a bumper I made. That's but... incorrect. You weren't taken out. You, you took me out. You were just edited incorrectly. <laughs> well, that that is true. We we should we should not question the guy that does make the food around here. But yes, as Chris said, regardless. Let's get on to talking about some pro wrestling talk and talking about a swerve. Let's talk about some SmackDown. I actually, could I mention two quick things that I want to talk to you both about? Yes. So number one, uh, the news broke last week of Muda's retirement tour. Well, I mean, it's been a thing, but then they announced, I think the first match is going to save that for the mark out moment. Uh, No, let's do it. We can go back to it. It's, It's huge news because for the first time in, I can't remember how long, a WWE wrestler is going to a non-WWE promotion in wrestling as on New Year's Day, Pro Wrestling Noah is going to give us the Great Muda versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which is wild. That's um, just incredible. Yeah, I popped for it. And I was like, oh my god. I think I saw it in the middle of the night. I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. And my question middle of the night? I don't Then they just announced it at the, the morning, the wee early or no. yeah, the morning. But like in Japan, it's nighttime. Now. Yeah, we, we, yeah, but you weren't in Japan. No, we <laughs> saw it. I, I know, like me and Chris saw it right when it happened, you know? Yeah. But it yeah, was. That was like 6 a.m. or so. Yeah, I mean, it, me, Chris, and Sal are texting at like 5 30 in the morning sometimes. Yeah, come on, I'm up. Yeah, <laughs> our our text our our chain texts start at five thirty in the morning. We're ready to go. <laughs> but yeah, that I think that that's phenomenal. That's so exciting, you know. It's uh, especially to start off, uh, you know, twenty twenty three. Day one WWE's pay per view day ple was canceled. Yes, so. it was canceled. I don't think it was for this reason. I think they're kind of. I don't cha- think so. Either. I think There's they're no kind way. of changing around their pay per view models or their premium live event model. Yeah. So you don't have – they make those big events seem more important. Yeah, because everybody knows January is the Royal Rumble. Yeah, absolutely, and they're trying to stop that many pay-per-views. Um, so awesome. That'll get some butts in the seats for Nakamura versus I think Great Muda. the last time we might have seen a WWE superstar going to non-WWE companies, I guess, although people would argue it's probably a WWE company, even though I guess maybe at this point it is. When they were going to Evolve shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That, Prior to that, maybe yeah. it was when John Cena and Vince McMahon randomly showed up at an independent wrestling event. Yeah, or did stuff. Or all those times uh, William Regal's backstage at PWG. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really awesome. That's a great way to start off 2023. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, it is kind of in the lines of WWE talk because the internet news sites, News with a Z, uh, have reported several times about how close Stephanie McMahon and Brett Lauderdale are. So there was some sort of like Joey Janela started some sort of like <laughs> internet like buzz about how there's going to be a big announcement on Monday at 9 a.m. about the future of streaming for GCW. Everybody's thinking, oh man, they're going to Peacock. They're going to do this. He's posting gifts of Peacock. Yeah, NBC. NBC. <laughs> uh, it turns out that GCW is now whole library and all live events going forward are going to be streamed in the Fight Plus subscription-based service. It's 5 bucks a month. Not only are you getting just GCW, you're getting MMA, 
you're getting Black Label Pro, which holds, holds events as well. Now they also announced Pro Wrestling uh, Revolver, Sammy Callahan's promotion. I know they do a lot of work based out of Iowa. All those events are going to go up there too. So I think for a wrestling fan, I think this is awesome. Five bucks a month. Dave spends more than uh, more than uh, that on a cup of coffee. You know, sometimes th- cups of coffee throughout the week. That's true. Uh, amen. So I think it's great. I was somebody that subscribed to ind- independent wrestling for the longest time because I liked that there was a catalog there. Now this is something that might entice me for a couple months. Hey, I want to see this. Hey, I want to go back and watch every single one of Matt Cardona's matches in GCW. Now I can do that without having to pay like a premium of like fifteen bucks per show to do it. So bravo to them. I'm about it. Uh, you know, uh, Matt did say in an interview recently that um, he uh, um, thinks GCW is the third biggest promotion in the United States. Uh, it could, um, he also made an announcement that he's a what in the in GCW? Oh, the ta- oh yeah, that was the other thing I had talent relations. He's is that, talent is that a shoot. What's that? I don't know, but I think I think it's I think it's pretty hilarious. Like somebody was, uh, I think Tony Devin tweeted something out. And Matt just quote tweets it and writes. You wore jeans to the airport. You're fine. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I was loving that yesterday. But super exciting for uh, you know the, for uh, independent wrestling to expand more than it has been over the past couple of years. Um, I know every year GCW is part of the collective, so I don't know if like no, 15 events they throw in three days is going to be included in that, or it's going to be a premium price. But we'll you know we'll wait and see. So that'll be pretty cool. Definitely would have been dope if they were on Peacock, though. Yeah, it would have been that dope. Be, but you think yeah. you think they would have put Deathmatch Wrestling, any of those things, on Peacock? <laughs> and you'd have to search and search and search for it. But cool. Uh, yeah, let's get to the WWE talk from last week because we didn't cover SmackDown, but SmackDown did happen on Friday night, and he started it off with tag team action. Yeah, Brawling Brutes picked up the victory over the Bloodline, I, which had yeah. Sami Zayn surprisingly tell Jey Uso that he needs them to be the united front. So they all went to the ring and Jey tried to help Sammy. Sammy got pissed off. And afterwards, Jey and Jimmy got into each other's faces. And then Roman Reigns showed up. And this was possibly one of the funniest segments that I've ever seen on SmackDown. I thought, And, I- and prior to it being funny, I thought it was a, a great, like, serious segment yeah it just just took a hard left because he like he was roman reigns showed up to address jay uso and Sami Zayn, and he's like i want the problem fixed and he he had them he wants to to lay everything out sammy ends up apologizing and asked jay uso to shake his hand (laughs) jay's no absolutely not and then ends up saying you're never going to be part of the family You're not an Uso. And then ends up saying, I don't care what Roman thinks. Oh, and that got what Roman wants. And Roman, boom, shoots up. Switch over. And that, I thought that was a fantastic delivery. Fantastic reaction by Roman Reigns. Yeah. Everybody in this entire segment, that reaction to that line was awesome. Like Sammy, all the shock on the face. And then Roman Reigns being like, just being triggered at that moment. This was yeah, phenomenal. And, and then that turned around into a, f- a really funny segment. Yeah, I agree with you. And I thought this entire setup was great. Um, next up, you had New Day picking up the victory over Maximum Male Models. This uh, is, I think, really just more set up for Usos overtaking New Day's 
Yeah, because they uh, did ma- they did mention list. it on commentary. Yeah. And I'm I I know SmackDown's already taped for this week, so I assume something goes down with them. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Sonya Deville backstage. But but they did. But they to... they announced though it's gonna be Brawling Roots versus the Usos at Crown Jewel. So yeah, maybe like they say whoever wins that we're we're waiting for you. So they'll rehash the uh, New Day Uso rivalry. Yeah, Sonya Deville's talking trash about Liv Morgan backstage. She gets attacked. That sets up a no DQ match for this week's SmackDown. I can only assume Liv picks up that victory. Afterwards, Ronda Rousey issues an open challenge. News earlier in the the day broke that Tennille Dashwood, Emma, is backstage at SmackDown for whatever reason. And I'm like, if if she's backstage at SmackDown, the only thing she could be there for is probably, if, if news sites are actually mentioning it, it's probably for the open challenge that Ronda Rousey will be issuing. Yeah. And Emma returned to lose to Ronda Rousey, but I still marked out regardless of that. And yeah, I, she's back. I'm a big fan of Emma's, and I thought this match was almost, good. Yeah, almost five years to the day that she was released. Literally the day after, it was it was five years prior. Yeah, exactly. You know, and she's a one hell of a talent. She's one of the, I would say one of the. Would you say one of the original NXT? Uh, yeah, it's her and Paige. Well, well, I was going to say originators of the the women's revolution in WWE. Yeah, yeah, very true, you know. Fantastic. Which and, they, they mentioned Paige on commentary for that. Yeah, and she did so much. Uh, she has reinvented her herself. She had t- She's taken her wrestling abilities to another level uh, after WWE, and now she's back, and I'm excited to see what's going to come of this. Uh, there's a bunch of rumors that Chelsea Green might be returning to WWE. No, I mean, and... like, like I'm okay. I'm a Chelsea Green fan, and I'd be stoked to see her back on my television every week. But I think yeah. everything that she's been doing on the independents has been awesome. All the stuff that she's doing with her husband Matt, all the stuff she's been doing in uh, Impact with Diana Perazzo and and Vex. They just, you know, I know they just lost the tag team championships, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe Peraza will be on her way back to WWE. Also, I'm going to bring them back to like because I feel like that's one thing that WWE has been trying to do recently is kind of like the right the ship of the yeah. with their women's division, especially yeah. too because I mean yes, there's a lot of great talent there, but they need more to fill out that roster. You know, it was so there was times where we're saying like, oh, the NXT women's division is the best division in all of you know female wrestling as a whole because it's people like Mia Yim and stuff like that but I feel like they took that away and yes they're trying to bring in this new crop of like great talent and stuff like that but like you need you need those seasoned veterans there you know I don't think the Keita Lions is going to be able to carry a match anytime soon no offense yeah. to her I mean she's, she's super over but um so with with Ronda Rousey maybe potentially doing weekly or bi-weekly not bi-weekly mm-hmm. bi-monthly open challenges I feel like that's how we could see Chelsea Green show back up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's the doors open. Uh, I know news sites are like, WWE is interested in Tegan Knox. So I heard I heard they're interested in Mia Yim, too. So. Yeah, Mia Yim, I could see her maybe showing up for the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Uh, you never know. I mean, I'm, after that. Yeah, after that. Hit Row, Nakamura picked up the victory over Legato Del Fantasma. We saw L.A. Knight have a segment with Ricochet oh. where Ricochet interrupted him. Can I mention one thing? Who's the yeah. big guy? Now? Top Dollar? Yeah. yeah. Never, ever wear a ski mask again. All right? That gimmick's <laughs> taken. Somebody like Mr. Sako. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I could definitely see that. But listen, stay in lane. There's only one guy that's allowed to do that. So, Who's that? Brody, Brody King. He's been doing it forever. Ski mask. He does it when he comes um, to the stage in God's hate. By the way, they're playing it too. I, when did Brody King make his debut in professional wrestling? I don't know. It's been a while because Dave told me about him. Dave was like, the, the Santino Bros gym. Dave was so excited about like, Brody yeah. King debuted in 2015. Okay. I wonder if WWE's video game had a masked man in a ski mask prior to that. I don't know. I feel like they had. But they also said, I think they dropped, uh, I think commentary might have said he looked like Mr. Wrestling also. I'm not 100%. Jesus, okay. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so LA Knight Ricochet, that sets up, I believe, a match for SmackDown this week. Um, then we saw Karrion Cross pick up the victory over Madcap Moss, who got a lot more offense than I thought he should have. I agree with you on that, because especially yeah. they've been making uh, Killer Cross look like this beast monster and everything like that. Like, Madcap Moss, seriously, the guy had black trunks and black boots. He looks like a jobber. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Well, I mean, the one thing... would you say that about Stone Cold Steve Austin? There's a difference between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Madcap Moss, okay? Yeah, well, the... Stone Cold Steve Austin never won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. He didn't win multiple... <laughs> Not a grand That's, slam champion. One, no, not like that. One, one of the cool things Grand that I do. Transcendent wrestling. Come on. <laughs> Something I do like about this is that if you've noticed Karrion Cross, I usually his matches when it's against somebody, he doesn't have that many squash matches. Even on an NXT, whenever he has a match that you would assume would be a squash match, it's not actually a squash match. It actually, like the other person does get offense in there, but then there's that moment that he turns it up and then he's like, he's Karrion Cross. Yeah, for you sure. Know? So I I do like that it's not he's not having straight up squash matches. So I'm okay with Moss getting offense in there because it's nothing new. Um, I was just surprised that it was a lot more than mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, understandable. And Moss and it was the main event. Moss is, Good dating, on Madcap. Moss is dating. That was the main uh, event, too, right? Yeah. Wow. And yes, Madcap is dating Emma as as far as we know. Yeah. The closing of SmackDown saw Bray Wyatt come out, and uh, this was lights, so odd to me. This whole segment, the lights was just finally so go out while he was talking, and a video came on the screen. It was the old man from last week, uh, Zeke the Plumber. <laughs> Do you Uncle Howdy. We get introduced to we know by name now as Uncle Howdy. People don't know who he is. People have theories that it's uh, Bo Dallas. People think it might just be Bray. People I've, think it's Malachi Black. Mask. Some people think that it's Tyler Bateman. Tyler Bateman. Tyler Bateman. Fingers crossed. That would actually be pretty cool. Thank you. People. Another Santino Bros guy, right, Dave? Oh yeah. I need. I need Tyler Bateman and Brody King. Sorry, Chris, in WWE to satisfy me. That's fine. And my mark. People my did mark point them. out that the <laughs> Uncle Howdy. By the way, also they they said uh, they're they're thinking maybe it's um, Barry Windham. It sounds exactly like Bray. Yeah, I know that. I don't know what Barry Windham sounds like off the top of my head. And, like, even, too, like, the mask itself looks a little bit slimmer than, like, Bray. Because Bray has Bray's a very, you know, big guy. So, like, even, like, that whole thing, unless they have great prosthetics, and they know the, they use the same guy that makes Slipknot's masks. So, um, But people are pointing out that the earring that Uncle Howdy has... Mm-hmm. It's Gallows! ...is the exact same <laughs> earring as Bo Dallas, so... yeah. What happens with that? We don't know. Maybe we'll see Uncle Howdy at Crown Jewel. Uh, well, as it was announced that he's, gonna be he's going to be at Crown Jewel. Bray Wyatt, not Uncle Howdy. Let me ask you a question, though. Like, so I watched that whole segment live, 
do you think like the Bray Wyatt character has kind of jumped the shark a little bit? Because no. I just thought this whole Uncle Howdy thing was like so super far fetched. It was so odd. It was so strange. I, like I and don't get me wrong. I love Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt and the, everything that he has created out of his character is outstanding. But like, do you think this is just way too far fetched for wrestling fans? I, I don't think so. Because it's like it's like a movie. I, I so I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But thank I, you, Dave. You're welcome. But I do <laughs> <laughs> but I do love it. I am a very big mark for this and the the promos I'm a mark for. I love the the unknowing of the direction that it's going to take. So I understand where you're coming from. I'm okay with it because it's also a different route to this Bray Wyatt character that we haven't seen yet. So, like, we don't know anything about Uncle Howdy. We know that they trademark Uncle Harper, who we don't believe that we've seen yet. So, I'm more intrigued to see what's going to happen next. So, because of that, I'm very excited to... Anytime that this comes on TV, I'm very excited for it. Because I don't know what's going to happen next, and I want to see it. Yeah, okay. I can, I, I understand you on that. It's just, I don't know. When I was watching it, I was just like, this is just so, like, bizarre. And he looked like, I don't know if you remember that Simpsons Treehouse horror episode where Homer got the monkey paw. <laughs> and they've got the old, like, gentleman looked like Uncle Howdy. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is coming to a free Frogger? Yeah. But anyway, so, but, yeah, that was SmackDown. Moving on, Brandon. Monday Night Raw. Anybody want to do it? Nah, not really. <laughs> Monday. Oh, that. It's been a while. Night. Nitro. Bianca Belair picked up the victory over Nikki Cross in the opening contest, and I feel like both of them kind of needed this win. Okay. Yeah. But it was nice to see this version of Nikki Cross back. It's more of like a, it's 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 her old gimmick, just like kind of tweaked and updated a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just yeah, she's just she's crazy again. She's yeah, loco. But Dakota Kai and Io Sky made their way out while the referee. Uh, and while the referee was distracted, Bailey attacked Bianca Belair, and then Nikki attacked Damage Control, and Damage Control end up attacking Bianca Belair after the match. Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair, not Bianca Belair, Asuka make the save, and it was announced that they'll be with Bianca Belair on uh, Saturday, but they also challenged Damage Control for the titles later on. And that gets set for the main event. After that, we saw Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Supposed to be a sit-down interview. Brock Lesnar apparently doesn't do sit-down interviews. What does he do, stand-up interviews? <laughs> no, Lashley was sitting there and kind of, in my opinion, looking goofy backstage while <laughs> Brock made a full entrance. He went to the ring, called Bobby Lashley out, and it was like a pull-apart brawl. And Triple H came out and said that if they touch, the, the fight's off. Every time so, they touch, the fight gets turned off. It off. <laughs> so they got separated from that. After that, we saw Seth Rollins pick up the victory over Austin Theory, which this match just made no sense to me. Why? Like, like I feel like this match should have been Mustafa Ali versus Seth or Mustafa Ali versus Austin Theory again. Because we literally saw Seth Rollins help Austin Theory win last last week. True. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. I enjoyed the match. I just didn't get it. 
I think they made mention, no, to, like, him being, like, Seth Rollins' pupil, if I'm not mistaken, for, like, a hot second. Yeah, they did. They did, all right. Also, uh, Seth Rollins sporting some blonde hair now. Yeah. Oh, this is what we I wanted to mention when we were on SmackDown. They talked. Sheamus' wedding. No, well, Sheamus wasn't there, and they made they made play at this angle where he hurt his arm, and he actually was getting married. And yeah, they, in New York City, big forbidden door wedding. Yeah, Miro's there. <laughs> hmm. It's Claudio. Yeah, and... Claudio. Sarah Mato. Their kid, which blew Brandon's mind. Yeah, I had no idea that they were. I had no idea they had a kid together. Yeah. So, yeah, Brandon was like, my mind's just blown. <laughs> After that, we saw Roman Reigns come out and speak about Logan Paul, and they're they're running the Lex Luger route with Logan Paul. Yeah, well, Logan <laughs> Paul does. Did Lex Luger actually have the the screws in his arm or the plate? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he had a shoot plate in his arm. Yeah, Logan Paul has a shoot screw in his in his fist, so he knocked out uh, I think Jay Uso on SmackDown a few weeks ago. Yeah. But Roman Reigns is like, I'm not hyping up this match. Logan Paul's only got two matches in. I'm not hyping this up. Paul will hype it up for us. And then Miz interrupted and acknowledged Roman Reigns as his tribal chief, which I thought was a funny part. And he wanted to help him based off his history with Logan Paul because, as everybody knows, Miz is the one that teamed with Logan Paul in his first match and then faced Logan Paul in his second match. But in exchange, he wanted he wanted help from Roman Reigns against Loomis. And uh, Reigns ended up hitting Miz with a Superman punch. But I like the interaction between the two of them. I thought it was a good segment. Hmm. Backstage, Miz was in pain. Gargano did a tell-all interview that was to air later on. And Miz just wanted his match with Mustafa Ali canceled and threatened to sue that if it airs. And uh, should we just talk about that now? Yeah. Might as well. Might right? as well, yeah, absolutely, for sure. So Mustafa Ali ends up having his match against the Miz. He picks up the victory. I thought it was a good match. Um, Miz sold his draw for a majority of it. But Loomis shows up and attacked Miz and t- took off running. Security guard trying to get signed or something. Double. <laughs> uh, both feet jump straight over the barricade. Big show off. thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then we saw a great super kick by Ali to pick up the, or eventually pick up the victory after the super kick. But Gargano does a tell-all interview, which was like a parody of 60 Minutes or something, and they had reenactment footage, and everybody in it was Johnny Gargano. (laughs) So I thought it was, like, one of the funniest things. But they mentioned that Loomis lost his job after his wedding talking about basically what happened in real life WWE. He lost his job after he was quote unquote wed to Indy Hartwell. And uh, he said that Miz took advantage of, of that. And Miz hired Dexter Loomis to stalk him. And Johnny overheard a conversation the night he returned. And he thinks that Miz stopped paying Loomis. So Loomis is going after Miz for money. Hmm. But the reenactment segment I thought was so funny. Yeah, John Johnny's a great uh, entertainer, which is why I, I think he he's, fits right into WWE. Yeah. He's a great wrestler, too. Uh, yeah. Earlier, Carl uh, Anderson picked up the victory over Damian Priest. Um, Anderson getting the win out of nowhere. Good. But Judgment Day immediately attacking him. 
And you, uh, listen, there you, was no signs. You can't you can't have Anderson lose. He's the never up weight champion. Come on. Yeah, he yeah, has well, to. I, I know that's that's been. People are pissed off at New Japan because they're like they're, kayfabe. Why? Because they're running an angle. Yeah, you know it's like they're, they're gonna like. Uh, you strip John Moxley. You strip Juice Robinson. <laughs> why aren't you stripping Carl Anderson? Because it's like, I, it's already known. He's gonna, it's going to go to Wrestle Kingdom probably. Oh, absolutely. Oh it's yeah. They. I, I was reading that this is all a work that he's actually he will be at Wrestle Kingdom. Who's got the pin in New Japan? Rocky Romero. So it's definitely like, hey, you know, I've, they probably like gave some like brother, hey brother, brother, you know, help me out here, thing. Uh, stop sticking up for your good brother. <laughs> yeah, They're listen. so pissed off, dude. They are so pissed off in New Japan. Yeah, but if this is two thousand, they, they if this, Moxley. If, and if this is two thousand twelve, they're like, oh yeah, sweet me, too sweet me, good brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I I'm about, I like it. I I like the fact that. Yeah, you know, we spoke about it last year with all, all the Forbidden Door stuff and like the potential of WWE doing it. WWE is p- subtly doing some Forbidden Door stuff here, which is cool. <laughs> Whether or not we're like, yeah, I don't know. It didn't happen with the DX reunion, unfortunately, but we did see the Raw Rumble. Mickey James came out with the Impact Championship to her hardcore country gimmick and music and everything. Now Nakamura is going to Japan to to face Great Muda, so I mean, and then I mean, we also saw Chris Jericho on Steve Austin's show. Yes. So little bits here and there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, back, to, I, back to back to Raw then. Sorry. But yeah, so I we didn't see the woman that that uh, that the OC would need against the Judgment Day. So maybe she shows up at Crown Jewel. Maybe it is Chelsea Green. It's... I was thinking it's Mia Yim, but he has. They have history with Dana Brooke. They have history with Charlotte. I said that last week. Ah, uh, true. Oh, that would be great if it was Charlotte. And Charlotte and Rhea Ripley have history too. Yeah, very interesting. That's storytelling, brother. After that, John Bradshaw Layfield came out and gave a history lesson of Texas, which uh, sounded like a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I thought it was really funny. And then immediately, like, turns and does the heel thing and turned it on the, the Gen Zers and everything. And then he finally brought Corbin out and he he brought up the truth, which prompted R-Truth again. Obviously, things instantly get better with R-Truth out there. Always. Come on. <laughs> and then the, the segment ended with the truth getting hit with uh, the end of days. But The most protected finisher segment. in all of professional wrestling. Yes, one person kicked out. Yeah. Really? Drew McIntyre. Yep. yep. After that, we saw Matt Riddle pick up the victory over Otis in a trick or street fight. It was Halloween, folks. It was. Matt Riddle came out dressed as Ezekiel, which I popped for. <laughs> and then Alpha Academy came out as the Chippendales dancers from Saturday Night Live. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. Nice. Uh, obviously, Otis was in shorter gear than Chris Farley was, but still uh, really funny. At first, I thought he was like a, a really bad Doc Brown. Okay. Because okay. it was Gable in like a, a white coat mm-hmm. and goofy hair. But then it turned out they were like, he opened his his chest or whatever and said who he was. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Because Otis was dancing, too, during the segment. Yeah, but yeah. Gable got involved. Elias kneeing him off the apron through a table, through a pumpkin even, I think. And then Elias ends up putting a pumpkin over Otis's head, and Riddle hit the RKO. The pumpkin shatters, 
etc. Standard uh, Halloween street, street fight match. Yeah, done. Yeah, and we get the the cool candy corn. No, you did uh, Brandon. Those two. No, that's the only time I'll accept candy candy corn is on a kendo. No, stick. but candy corn and cool in the same sentence. Come on, what's the matter with you? Kendo stick. I know, but candy canes are uh, candy corn kendo sticks. Can't wait for the miracle Thirty Fourth Street fight. I think are cool. <laughs> yeah. But you know we're gonna have a ton of happen. that. I don't even know. Raw, I guess, is gonna be taped because, uh, well, I mean, after is it gonna be Ziggler again? I don't know. But the the December twenty sixth episode of Monday Night Raw, I have to assume is taped because that's when MSG is. Oh, really? The holiday tour, yeah. Wow. I can see Zami saying but, being in it. But um, main event, so Asuka and Alexa Bliss pick up the victory over Damage Control to become the new tag team champions. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Yeah. But, yeah. I liked I don't like I liked the match. I think they especially they've been hyping up damage control since what was that, SummerSlam? Yeah. And they brought well, him in. Like why would they yeah. why would they hey first of all not well, damage hy- control lost the championships already. I know, but why would they just make them lose it again? And you're not a fan That's I, I have no idea. I liked the match. The ending and the outcome I, I don't I don't get. I don't even understand. Earlier in the night they showed Nikki Cross with damage control, even though she, she was just Attacking damage control. She played no factor into this whatsoever. I thought, like, oh, if Asuka and Alexa Bliss are going to win, it's going to be because Nikki Cross comes out and distracts the referee or something. Gets involved. That didn't happen. Yeah. It made no sense. I liked the match. There was the, the, the cool code breaker counter that Asuka had when EO came off the top rope. That's a cool thing. Bailey distracting the referee when EO taps. I'm fine with that. Belair taking Bailey out. They ended up going through a table when uh, they were up on a platform. That was a good spot. No Nikki Cross made no sense. Them winning the championships made no sense. Maybe Damage Control wins it back in Riyadh. I have no That's idea. That's so silly, though. I mean, why are you going to flip-flop these titles that you're trying to build back up? And maybe, like, maybe Nikki Cross is going to be the one that helps Bailey win mm-hmm. at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel taking place Saturday, special start time noon. Amid uh, a myriad of uh, alleged problems that might be going on in Saudi Arabia, but I digress. Yeah, they, I saw. WWE, apparently they, they got uh, everything in plan, in motion, if they, if they, something does happen. Hopefully nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There was that threat and stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know. But... As of right now, the show must go on. Uh, yeah. How about we get on with the I mean, the we're just show. talking about them. The Women's Tag Team Championships, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, defending the titles against Damage, damage Control. I'm going to go with say, Asuka. Oh, you're doing predictions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Asuka. I'm going to say Damage Control. What? Yeah, Chris, when was the last time you did predictions? Uh, me and Brandon did the For All app. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, Bliss and Asuka. I don't. I'm going to say damage control. I don't understand. Is it? I, there has to be like a reason why they're going to put the titles on them. Like what? They're three-time champions now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would be. Yeah, so like there, there has to be a reason. If, if they won, they would be three-time. So, all right. I'll say damage control. Um. Also, Alexa Bliss and Asuka are three-time. I'm going to... Do you guys think that we're ever going to see that dark side of Asuka? Like that... Um... Also, wait. Damage control weren't champions prior. 
I don't know. Whatever. I forgot. Yeah, it was Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez who won the titles. And then Aaliyah got hurt, right? Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, I forget. Damage Control won it on our Monday Night Raw episode. Hmm. Like a few weeks later, but yeah, so they'd be the the two time champions if that happens. Um, but speaking of tag team champions, the undisputed tag team championships on the line. Usos taking on the the brawling brutes. Gonna say the Usos. Yep. Gotta be the Usos. Gotta be Us. Usos. I, I'm feeling very Usy about this. I'm going Usos. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Omos. Braun. Uh, I don't know about this one because you're trying to hype up Omos. Uh, you're also trying to hype up Braun Strowman since he's back. It's kind of a double edged sword. Um, I'm gonna say Braun. Because I feel like they want you want to hype him up as a super monster, especially him being relatively back uh, back in the fold in WWE. Um, you got to get him to do like the power slam, you know, the unstoppable force, meeting the immovable object. So I'm gonna say Braun. I'm gonna say almost. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say with I'm gonna go with Braun. Did you guys see at the think, house show? Apparently, Sami Zayn knocked out Braun with the. Um, yeah, Superman, Superman punch. punch. Yeah, but that was the, that was a house show. Pop the crowd. I know that's live that's event, the that's pal. the thing about the house show is that anything can happen. It's just live fun. event, pal. I, you yeah. say tomato, I say tomato. Um, last woman standing match for the Raw Women's Championship: Bianca Belair defending the title against Bailey. I'm going to say Bailey. Finally, hopefully, maybe I don't know. Ooh. Uh, I feel like they should have put it on her long ago. So Bailey, sure. Yeah, I'm going to follow suit. I think Bailey. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, straight up singles match. Gonna say Brock. Hmm. I mean, it's obvious to say Brock, but they like I. They, you could see Bobby Lashley going over. Uh, maybe at the Royal Rumble. Um. Huh. I don't I'm know either. S- hmm. I'll go, go first, with- Dave. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. All right, I'm going to go with... Drum row. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yes. Yeah, Maddie, so Maddie wants to be in on marking out. There you go, Maddie. All right, Brock Lesnar it is for the both of you. Uh, well, steel cage match. We have Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross. Going to say Karrion Cross. Oh, I'll, say Car- I'll say Karrion Cross also. I'll follow suit with Karrion Cross. Uh, six man tag, the OC taking on the Judgment Day. I'm gonna say, uh, did the Good Brothers go over to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia without a big big? Carl Anderson needs another pool, baby. Let's go. <laughs> go see's winning. <laughs> I'm gonna say the OC. I feel like we need to see the 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 woman that's gonna be on their team, okay. and and help them pick up the victory there. I'm gonna go with the OC as well. I said it. Carl Anderson needs another pool. I'll see it is. Main event for the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Challenger Logan Paul taking on the champion Roman Reigns. I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Oh. Yeah, it's Roman Reigns. I'm a, the, the, we haven't found out who is going to be Roman Reigns' undefeated streak yet. And it's certainly not going to be Jake Paul. Unless like Logan Paul, whatever Jake Paul may be there. That might set up a uh, 
tag team match? Uh, tag team match, yeah. Maybe we'll see something like the Usos versus the, the or maybe Paul the, brothers. The, maybe I mean, the, the Rock and Roman Reigns versus the Paul brothers main event of WrestleMania, which then turns into no. next year's <laughs> WrestleMania. Rock versus uh, whatever. I mean, Jake Rock, Paul just I, had I his. See. Jake Paul just had his fight this last weekend. Yeah, and everyone's yeah, saying that Anderson it might be rigged. Silva. He won. I know. Yeah, every every fight rigged. he's in has been rigged. Sports well, are rigged. I, yeah. Perhaps we'll see Logan Paul and and Jake Paul win the the WWE Tag Team Championships from the Usos. All right, maybe. But that's uh, predictions for Crown Jewel. Moving over to NXT. Chris, you don't watch this at all, right? Not at all. Well, Braun Breaker opened up the show. You're familiar with Braun Breaker? Correct? I am familiar with Braun Breaker. He's, Who's he? Going to give us a uh, give give us a little dog bark or what? <laughs> <laughs> He puts over Halloween Havoc and uh, all the the champions who won, etc. And almost immediately gets cut off by Pretty Deadly. And then they were interrupted by Wesley. And basically they challenged Pretty Deadly for the main event for the tag team titles. And then R-Truth came out for his match, which unfortunately stopped. Yeah. Grayson Waller picks up the victory over R-Truth, but uh, R-Truth got injured during this. He dove to the outside and hit his knee, unfortunately, and that took him out of the I match. I thought he knocked himself out. I don't know, but then no. I saw him grabbing his... I saw he did the flip, and then he grabbed his knee, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Was unfortunate, I... and it was such an unfortunate picture-in-picture situation but, there. But that's where... Unfortunately, that's professional wrestling. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't see... Like, so when he landed, right... I'm. I'm like Chris. I'm looking at the head. It looked like he hit his back of his head on the. I, I don't think his head hit. No, I think he just knocked the wind out of himself. Yeah. So then, but then when he landed, like it's not like he landed with his knee buckled underneath him, but you could see him like grab for his leg after he landed. So this I. Is PT I, Dave talking here. Yeah, I think that he just may have, like Chris said, I think it may have just been taking the wind out of him and just gone and banged up on the landing, not any torn ligaments or anything. Like there's no well, sudden. Hopefully he's not injured. Yeah, there was no sudden movement to cause us a, a torn ligament in the knee, at least. What do you mean he landed on it? Uh, it didn't it look didn't like look to like me. It. it didn't look like he landed on it. Yeah, he lands on he lands on it and immediately grabs it. Yeah, but I mean he, he didn't land in an awkward position. Regar- on regardless, it. that's two. Yeah. We whatever is going on with our truth, yeah. we wish him a speedy recovery. One hundred percent. and but it was still Hall awesome to here. see him. It was awesome to see him there. the The last televised NXT match of his was twelve years ago. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Waller cut a promo afterwards about being so dominant, and uh, and then later, later in a uh, WWE.com exclusive, I believe he beats up Little Jimmy. Oh yeah, I saw that. How dare he? Also, Waller doing a uh, spin a Rooney in front of Booker T. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Waller's a great, but, great heel. Yeah, and then after that, we had a sit-down with Schism where Vic Joseph asked Ava Rain, why Schism? And she said that she's been around WWE her whole life, and the only people that took the time to get to know her was Schism. So I like the fact that she's not immediately thrown into a bloodline. And immediately yeah. thrown into, like, a baby face, like, hey, this is The Rock's daughter. You all gotta like her now. Roll. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Joe Gacy's gonna be facing Cameron Grimes next week uh, for one last time. So, I'm sure we'll see something with Schism all together get involved. Yeah. 
Maybe uh, Cameron Grimes finally joins them. Nah, absolutely. He's got uh-uh. just too much money. Ain't funny. Yeah, well, I don't want to see that, this. Kiana James picked up the victory over Thea Hale. Prior to this, they addressed Bodie Hayward being released. Yeah, there's which got, there was a couple very, of uh, AEW, um, AEW, WWE, WWE releases, WWE. NXT releases yeah. this week. So. Yeah. Very confusing for Bodie. The other ones made sense because they literally, like, they were, they I believe they've all been on TV, but predominantly they were just level up. Yes. Bodie was in the middle of a storyline with Duke Hudson. Yeah, hey, listen. So I don't, I don't really understand that, but yeah, it Thea doesn't make sense that asking, he's in that sort of a that he's gone, you know. Yeah, so she asked who's going to carry the the flag, and then through the wall came Duke Hudson busting through the wall. Yeah, <laughs> and he said he'll do it, and then Kiana James ends up controlling most of the match, and she almost has it won. Duke Hudson puts her foot on the rope, and Andre Chase kicked him from ringside for cheating. And then Kiana James went on to still win that match, but he, uh, I guess, is not going to put up with cheaters. And then Charlie Dempsey came out of nowhere and attacked Andre Chase afterwards, and Duke Hudson chased him off. So Duke is still on Andre Chase's side, but next week we'll be seeing Charlie Dempsey make his in-ring return to NXT. It's about been, time. Been a while. Yeah. So, looking forward to seeing Andre Chase versus uh, Charlie Dempsey. Yeah, yeah, Andre Chase versus Charlie Dempsey. I think that's uh, going to be good. Earlier, yeah, earlier, Javier, Javier ha- Burnell. Javier. Javier. I, I always, I can't pronounce his name. I'll have some Javier on a, a cracker, please. Javier Burnell was speaking to Enofi and Blade backstage. Ends up telling them that they're not championship material. And that they shouldn't waste their time meeting with Shawn Michaels. And then told them to uh, to watch watch his match. And then it was Odyssey Jones who came out of Shawn Michaels' office. He's back, right? <laughs> yeah, and said that he's his opponent. So, good luck. <laughs> Odyssey Jones ends up picking up the victory over Javier Burnell. Good return match for Jones. He's been out since January. We saw him last week. Came to uh, pick up Nofi and Blade and party with them. So... He had a lot of promise when he was when he was wrestling the last time. So hopefully, you know, yeah, he doesn't get injured again. Hope so. Uh, after that, we had the Mandy Rose one year championship celebration. Good for her, man. Yeah. yeah, and she and she said it in this promo too. She said, "I went back to NXT to revitalize my career, and she's done so. She's been the NXT champion for a year. Good for her." Yeah, she's been fantastic. You know, she's been on fire. Her. Her promo skills, her in-ring ability, you know. Keep the NXT Women's Championship on her. Yeah, I think she's doing yeah, great. JC, JC and Gigi put her over to the moon, and then Mandy spoke about literally beating everybody and said nobody's taking the title from her. Smoke started to fill the ring, and Alba Fire showed up, and she took Gigi out, said she's taking JC out next week, and then in two weeks' time, she's taking the title from Mandy Rose if anyone's taking that title from Mandy Rose, I could see it being Alba Fire. Huh. Like right now. Do I want Alba Fire necessarily to take that title just yet? Not not yet. Yeah. But after that, they aired a video of the WWE Performance Center stalker or something. I don't know how that got turned into a storyline. <laughs> because we know there was a real life situation where somebody was stalking the Performance Center. Yeah. That's true. But 
uh, this guy came over, spray painted, left a message on the answering machine saying one by one you will fall and signs its scripts. Yeah. Who? And he said something about how coming back to NXT will almost feel like coming home or something. Something, something like that. I mean, do you think that this is Dijak? No. Yeah, it's Dijakovic. I said this over and over again. It's not Dijak. Who do you think it is? He has his own promos. They're not going to combine the, the two. They're not going to do two separate vignettes. Maybe for, it'll be two, for the same person. You never know. Hey, listen. People think it might be, ladies and gentlemen, E C. I don't think it'll be EC three. Oh, who knows, man? If it's it would make sense. It would. It would totally make sense. But, and you really haven't heard from EC three since all of his buddies went back to the W. Yeah. Oh man, that's. I mean, <sighs> usually, usually I'm looking at the people who haven't been on TV in a and little bit of time. And he's been very radio silent on social media. Yeah, usually they're because once I, I and I was about to say, about to say it and I lost my train of thought. You have you've all of his buddies that were in the whole control your narrative thing, Killer Cross or Carrion Cross, Braun Strowman, went back. So maybe maybe Triple H or Shawn Michaels is like. We see what you're doing. We like it. No, we'll give you top guy status in NXT because it's like, who else? Listen, we know the last time you were on WWE television, how it went. Not the greatest. I mean, I think that that's very possible. I think that EC3, usually I'm looking at the people who do go radio silent at coming back to WWE and EC3, like Chris said, radio silent. So, you know, you never know. I'm going to say some two people that, I actually no. I don't know if they're radio silent, but Breezango are they radio silent or no? No, Breeze was just in. Uh, I mean, uh, Dango was just in uh, Impact. Oh, okay. Dirty Dango is going to be at the uh, the major. I know, and I think I might be able. Alex to... Riley too, dude. You got to go. I know. And tell Matt that story. What Matt? What story? <laughs> <laughs> what story? You got to tell Matt how at one time we were at Champs afterwards. And uh, A-Rod was there, and people were hounding everybody for autographs, and he's on his way out, and we're like, hey, tell tell Zack Ryder we said what's up. Oh, yeah. No, I, I hate doing <laughs> that. I thought that was the dumbest thing, but so funny. I, it was so stupid. Yeah, no, A-Rod's back in action. That looks like it's going to be a fun show. And, like, if you don't any, know anything about it, it's a cheap plug here. We're not getting paid. Uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. They do a holiday toy drive every year. Uh, this year it's going to be in Limbrook, New York. Full show. Um, you bring... Two figures, sealed figures is your admission ticket. You bring 10 figures, you can get the exclusive print and get it signed by everybody that's on the sh- on the thing. So um, I my son's about, is all about going to wrestling uh, wrestling shows now, so maybe I'll go. Oh, and, that's uh, awesome. I know. I, after we went to that uh, Medic Mania thing, he was about it, so. You could also uh, send the toys to... The major... There's a P.O. box, too, yeah. Pod, yeah, and then also ordering from uh, ringside. ringside. Yeah, absolutely. There's $2.50 figures right now. So you buy 20 of those, that'll cover me and Jordan to both get a print and get it signed. So. There you go. I would, I, I would rather get it from Jordan. I'd rather him, you know, get to meet everybody because I don't... I mean, I don't have to meet Matt again. <laughs> Come on, you care. Come on. I do care, but... Well, I mean, you don't have to meet Matt. You feel, I mean, you know Matt. I know. Uh, I wouldn't consider that meeting. I know, but still, like... At this point, at least. But, uh, I, I think you met him in what, middle school? Uh, more high school, but I knew of him in middle school. But anyway, let's go back to NXT. <laughs> Zoe Stark. Go to the toy drive. And Zoe Stark and uh, Nikita Lyons were 
were backstage, walked into the women's locker room. Indy Hartwell asked what their problem was and uh, told them to quit moping. And then she's like, when's the last time I got a title shot? You don't see me moping. And Zoe told her she doesn't deserve one. And that sets up the match. Indy Hartwell picks up the victory over Zoe Stark. Um, They had technical difficulties during this, which Vic Vic Joseph pointed out and apologized for it. So I don't know if that was a shoot or maybe, I mean, Sammy Callahan, is he still with Impact? Yes, he is. Damn. Well, like, what's his contract status? Uh, I think we don't know. We don't know. I just but the last time we had technical difficulties in WWE it was Sammy Callahan, Solomon Crow. I mean, nothing uh, for. Uh huh. Go, go, no, Dave, you go. I'm, I'm gonna just. I mean, obviously, I'm a mark for WWE, so I'm gonna always be rooting for guys like Sammy Callahan to, or even Matt to come back to WWE because Matt I did a great podcast with Sam Roberts this week talking about it. Uh-huh. He said, but "I like what is I like his stance on it." Yeah, he said Zack Ryder's daddy because the past two years have shored up my, uh, you know, me being a character. If I come back, I'm, I want the Cody treatment. I want to come back as the character that I built on the Indies. And not Zack Ryder, he's, he's of like, course. You had Razor Ramon. He returned to Scott Hall. Yeah, and 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 he also said that you know he thinks Vince McMahon uh, got him fired so he can be out of the Elite Squad. It was a joke, <laughs> uh, but still a great, great podcast. Go listen to not Sam's podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we saw Andy Hartwell being a little bit more aggressive, maybe heelish in this whole segment. Um, Stark went to use the commentary table, but Nikita Lyons stopped her. And then that basically led to the end of the match. She later apologized to Nikita for, for that. And then, Caden Carter and Katana Chance made fun of her her loss, and I really just hope that Stark and, Lions. and Nikita Lyons don't win the championship. I hope so, too. I mean, Stark's really went off. and Well, she I, got injured, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i not feeling this tag team. I'm not feeling Nikita Lyons. I think they're. I feel like they're trying to force feed her down everybody's throat to be like the new popular hip act, but I don't think it's getting over to the point that she should be. I mean, don't get me wrong; she's over with a uh, a certain demographic. She's over with the NXT PC crowd. Yeah, the NXT PC crowd, but like, I don't see anything on social media regarding how outstanding a professional wrestler she is. I see, you know, people highlighting other aspects of her. But it's, so, it's still you. just like her first year of, of wrestling, though. Thank you. I, I agree with Chris. I think or that... her first year in WWE, I should say, not of wrestling. Yeah, I agree. I think that she is... I don't know. I think that she still needs a lot more training before anything else. And I am i don't like the tag team of her with, uh, with Starks. Stark. Yeah, with Stark. Stark. So... Backstage, Valentina Ferois was asking Sanga to be in her corner for her match, and Veer walks up, and Sanga apologizes and said no. Meanwhile, Wendy Chu is just chilling in the back over there. They go to the match. Cora Jade picks up the victory over uh, the victor over Valentina Ferois. I don't get Cora Jade either. What? I I don't know. I I don't know, dude. I thought she was. Um, when she was doing stuff in GCW, I thought it was like well now that fantastic. now that I'll have to go back and get that fight plus subscription, yeah, circling you can watch back that so I can stuff. watch what she's doing. But I don't know. I, just I don't think get it was it. Elena Black, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, you're right. But uh, and obviously, Feroz was losing this match. She put up a good fight. 
Cora Jade went to beat her down afterwards, and Wendy Chu ran down, made the save. Uh, ate a kendo stick, but eventually got that from Cora Jade and went tried to use it. Jade ran off. But I'm surprised to hear that you don't get Cora Jade. I don't know. I just did something yeah. just about, I just I don't get. I like Cora Jade. I think that she has a ton of a great future ahead of her. Um but we'll Pressed see what happens. Up as AJ Lee in the NXT Halloween Battle Royal at the the live event came out to AJ's theme song too. I thought that was cool. Mark. Yeah. Um, I I totally agree with you. I think I mean especially knowing their past with Cora Jade, AJ I mean, CM Punk in there too. I think that her coming out as AJ Lee, it didn't register to me first. But then once I heard the theme song, I was like, ah. It didn't register. What do you mean? She's clearly, she's wearing an AJ Lee shirt. It, sure. I, it's been so long that I totally forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot. Stax and uh, also Roxanne Perez being Bailey was, was cool too. Yeah. Uh, Stax and Tony D'Angelo had a segment and said Stax is facing Hank Walker next week. Electra Lopez showed up and basically told Tony that she's even more dangerous now. I don't know if she's going to join Tony or what, but like that to me doesn't make sense that they were in the segment together. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because she was such a featured member of Legato de Fantasma. Like she, she, I guess technically is supposed to be part of the D'Angelo family. I don't know. But like... Santo took the, the the family. He took Legato away from them. I don't know how that works out, but we'll see what Electra Lopez does in NXT. We saw earlier in the night, Briggs and Jensen, they were interviewed about the main event. Fallon Henley got a message. I don't know what the message is, but they were talking about potentially facing pretty deadly for the championships. Von Wagner sent Robert Stone to talk to Braun Breaker earlier. And told him that he's coming for the championship. And then Apollo Crews also commented on the match. Saying that the NXT Universe wants him versus Braun Braun Breaker. And Von Wagner interrupted that. And he was like, you could stop chasing Braun because I'm next. The match goes on. Main event pretty deadly. Picks up the victory over Wesley and Braun Breaker to retain the, the championships. It was a good match. I like the, the hot tag spot where both members of Pretty Deadly tried to stop Wesley from getting the tag to Braun Breaker. And then Braun ends up suplexing both of them, shows off his strengths. The match falls apart, though, where Carmelo Hayes shows up, throws uh, Wesley off the top rope, costing them the match. Him and, and Wesley brawl to the back. Von Wagner shows up and takes out Braun Breaker with that big boot. And then backstage, Apollo Crews is watching all of this unfold on television. And JD McDonough showed up and said, It's going to be tough for you to become champion with a detached retina. So even though I thought that maybe Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller would be a blindfold match or something, maybe we're going to get one of those. Uh, what was that eye match that Seth Rollins had with Rey Mysterio? Eye for an eye match? Yeah, maybe we're going to see an eye-for-an-eye match with Apollo Crews and J.D. McDonough. Huh. That would be interesting. Does one of them have an eye patch already? No. No? Does he have an eye patch? Does either of them have an eye patch? I don't know. I don't pay attention to them. No. I don't pay attention. So then what's the point (laughs) of having an eye-for-an-eye match? There's no, like, storyline. Apollo Crews can see the future. So... 
So if if he didn't have the attached <laughs> and... retina, then he can't see the future. Okay. So Ooh. that's how NXT ends. SmackDown, we don't have to cover this week. They're going to Saudi Arabia. It's a tape show. I could assume that Rey Mysterio didn't win the Intercontinental Championship. Dude, who's going to be still watch that match? It's probably or a banger Gunther. regardless. Sorry. <laughs> what, what, what did you say? I said, yeah, who's going to be Walter? Oh, wait a minute. Gunther. Yeah, yeah so SmackDown, you're just going to watch uh, Crown Jewel 4. We're going to take a quick break right now. Chris will be back doing AEW. Because we'll be Brandon doesn't want to do um, it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be here. I don't, what do you it, mean? It's a joke. Am I going to be here? Check AEW hating Twitter account. Am I going to be here? Nah. I mean, you're going to be here. You don't watch AEW. I mean, you watch AEW, but you hate watch AEW. Yeah, you hate watch. <laughs> you, hate, you hate watch AEW too. You Homer. <laughs> Tony Khan teasing some big, 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 huge big, uh, news, and I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes here on Mark It Out. Hey, this is always ready, Matt Cardona, the internet champion, a.k.a. the $1,000 Broski, a.k.a. the Michael Jordan of Wrestling Figure Collecting, the host of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, and you're listening to Markin' Out. Wait a minute, are you serious, bro? That's still a show? Back here on Markin' Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. It is Chris, as we said, by all by myself. Because Brandon doesn't want to talk about AEW. That's it. So it's just me by myself talking about AEW. We're going to start off with Rampage from last week from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncastville, Connecticut. I've never said that before. I've been to Mohegan Sun once, and it was for like two hours. Anyway, you kick off the show with an AEW World Championship Eliminator match. It was supposed to be John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta in a tag team match. Unfortunately, Wheeler Yuta double-booked himself. He went to New Japan instead. But John Moxley picks up the victory over Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, in what you could say a quick, easy match. Moxley hits a rear-naked sleeper to tap out. But then, then Stokely Hathaway comes out with Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty... Uh, Invites and Stokely Hathaway invites Moxley to go one on one with Lee Moriarty on Dynamite, and Moxley accepts. He's a, he's a fighting champion, so it sets up for Dynamite. Lee Moriarty versus John Moxley. Next up in the most super squash match of all time, Limitless Keith Lee beats Serpentico with one move, just hitting a power bomb and pinning him. And I think they said it best on commentary that the highlights were more were was longer than the actual match itself. Uh, afterwards, Tony Giovanni gets on the mic with Keith Lee, uh, but the acclaim interrupt him, asking where has Billy Gunn been all along? Apparently, Giovanni said he had a family emergency and he had to leave. And then Swerve Strickland shown on, shown on the screen, uh, very Joker-esque, saying uh, Billy's tied up to a chair and he's got pliers to use on Billy's fingers. So then... The acclaim run to the back. I don't know. If they said you know, they don't know if Keith Lee is part of this. So it's that very good guy, bad guy dynamic within Swerve and Our Glory. Um, I'm, I guess, you know, they have to hype up Halloween by using horror and spooky season, as Swerve like to say. So, all right, cool. Next up, 
You had a backstage promo with the Jericho Appreciation Society, Jericho hyping up his match against the Ring of Honor champion on Dynamite, and then Tay Mello saying that she has a problem with Madison P- Madison Rain, and they're going to fight on Rampage when they're already on Rampage, which then cuts to, like, in the matter of seconds, Tay Mello's coming out to the ring in all of her gear, and she beats Madison Rain. I don't enough not to say about that. Uh, they announced that there's going to be a full gear eliminator tournament, and Ethan Page says he's going to be the first person. He says, you know, the firm made MJF their number one contender. He decided to change his plans, and now he's going to stop uh, doing favors for him. So enjoy his week off, uh, but he's entering the full gear eliminated tournament. Next up, main event time. Wardlow successfully defends his TNT championship against the Kingdom's Matt Taven. This is Matt Taven's first in-ring competition in AEW. There's reports circulating that... Matt Taven is now, and Mike Bennett are now a full-time member of AEW. I love that. They should put them with Ring of Honor um, and hype up that tag team. But it was uh, a Wardlow match. Bunch of power bombs, four power bombs. Um, and then after the match, Mike Bennett comes to chop block Wardlow from behind. Samoa Joe then enters the ring. Powerhouse Hobbs then comes to the ring as well. And then the embassy comes to the ring to ambush Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Powerhouse Hobbs helped out the embassy by planting Wardlow with a spine buster. But Powerhouse Hobbs grabs Wardlow's title belt, held it up while uh, Brian Cage ho- hoists up Samoa Joe's championship. So I think we know who the next person for the TNT championship is going to be, and that's going to be Powerhouse Hobbs. So just solid in your face, one hour of professional wrestling from AEW Rampage. Let's. And go from Connecticut to Baltimore, Maryland, as that's where AEW Dynamite was from this week at the Chesapeake Arena. You started off the show with Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Um, but it was uh, a man that looked like Sting wearing a Sting mask that distracted Darby Allen, which helped Jay Lethal get the pin over Darby Allen. Uh, also, I love the spot in this match where Darby Allen tries to do a Tope Suicina to the outside, and he just hits up and sinks and falls to the ground. That was a great way to highlight how big of an athlete Satnam Singh is. But it was... The ending of this match just got real strange. It's like, you think, like, this person that's underneath the Sting robe is going to be Sting, but then it's just Cole Carter from the factory. And you just, you heard the crowd just go, the crowd went mild. They're like, huh, what? But then Sting's music hits, and you think that Sting's going to come out, make his return, save the day. But no, at from behind, who levels Darby Allen with a chair shot, is the man that has worked, I think, every single promotion this year, and that's Double J, Jeff Jarrett, making his AEW debut. Uh, he said, you know, he tells Darby Allen he's got he's got a lesson from the last uh outlaw he said his family's been in the business since 1946 and he's gonna leave his impact and he tells everybody to choke on it slap nuts so jeff jarrett's all elite apparently has like a higher up role now something to the fact where he's gonna help with like live events and stuff like that so good i think it's a great um working relationship to have jeff jarrett in aew i think everything he's done has been fantastic uh he generates buzz wherever he goes these days um, and the only caveat is, unfortunately, we're not getting that sick Double J Ultimate that uh, we saw earlier this year. So, bummed about that, but I'm stoked. You're probably going to get uh, a Double J Jeff Jarrett match versus Darby Allen and Sting. 
So you can even have like, and I, I think they said it on Busted Open, you can get through two pay-per-views with, first you have Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett, then you have Sting come back, and then the next pay-per-view you have a tag team match with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Sting and Darby Allen. Perfect. Awesome. Continuing on, Eliminator match, John Moxley picks up the victory over Lee Moriarty. Um, I want to say this is, I want to say this was a quick match, but uh, a predictable match. But uh, Moxley uh, finishes up with an arm bar to force Lee Moriarty to tap. And Ethan Page sprints the ring and blindsides John Moxley. So they're really hyping up Ethan Page here to maybe be the winner of this Eliminator tournament. But we'll see. Um, next up you have what was supposed to be a sit-down between Soraya and Britt Baker, which just turned into a sit-down with Soraya and Renee Paquette. Um, apparently next week she's got another doctor that she has to consult, and she's going to save it for next week. So I wonder what doctor that's going to be. Afterwards, you have another backstage segment with William Regal saying that uh, MJF, who was not here this week, which is pretty bummed out about, you know, really uh, taking the effects of last week uh, getting beat up by the firm. And he says that John Moxley is the real devil, and that's who MJF is going to face. After this, you have the daddy-ass birthday bash with the acclaimed Billy Gunn. Both of his hands are, t- are taped up because of the pliers for uh, that a plier attack that Swerve Strickland gave to him. And boy, did the acclaimed have gifts. They had acclaimed foam scissors. I hope they have those somewhere on the internet now. They had a trophy for daddy-ass saying the world's greatest daddy-ass. And then they had one final gift. It was the paperwork saying... That Billy Gunn has officially adopted the acclaim, which I thought was funny. This was then interrupted by the Gun Club, who's saying that they were invited to their own father's birthday bash. Morrissey comes out and levels Billy, and then the guns beat down the acclaimed for FTR to come down to kind of save the day. Um, FTR handed the World Tag Team titles back to the acclaimed. I know we're getting this Swerve in Our Glory acclaimed three match, but it seems like maybe at Revolution or maybe... Winter is coming. We'll get FTR versus the Acclaim for the tag team titles. Backstage with Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker. Britt Baker says this is her interview time. And find her and Jamie Hayter a team to wrestle on Friday at Rampage. Next up after this, you have Chris Jericho come out to the ring. Says he's challenging any Ring of Honor champion. And that, like, they, they changed it on Rampage to say, hey, it's going to be you know, a tag team champion. It could be a pure champion. Yada, yada, yada. Well, world champion didn't end. World champion didn't answer the call. It was a former two-time Ring of Honor tag team champion, that being Colt Boom Boom Cabana. I marked out super hard for this. Um, Brandon, he sent me a text. Um, I want to read it because I thought it was very, very well done. He says, well, that speaks volumes. There was all those reports saying that Colt Cabana got moved to Ring of Honor because of the issues with CM Punk. And then there was the whole fallout from the all-out media scrum. Uh, You know, Colt Cabana took the high road and really didn't say that much. But I think Brandon was... Yeah, I'm saying this on this podcast that Brandon was right. I think this does speak volumes because since the early days of Ring of Honor, Colt Cabana has been someone that has not only been backstage, he's been on TV... Colt has even said it that, you know, his style of wrestling wouldn't be good during the pandemic ever. So they put him in the Dark Order. Great, great person to put him with the Dark Order. But now to give him this big opportunity on national television, I'm going to say it right here. It's two goats in the ring. Chris Jericho 
you know, we've heard a lot of stuff. You know, we've heard a lot of bad things about Chris Jericho, but we've heard a lot of good things, especially recently with the locker room from AEW. And Cole Cabana, who started the wrestling podcast market, you know, if you're listening to this and you have a podcast, Cole Cabana is 100% responsible for that. Match itself saw Jericho pick up the victory, which is, you know, expected. Um, You didn't, whoever it was, you had to make it that, Jericho could beat them. And unfortunately, like, I, you know, Cole Cabana is one of my five favorite wrestlers of all time. Like, you couldn't see him beating Jericho for the ROH title. But, you know, crazier things have happened in professional wrestling. After this, though, you had the entire Jericho Appreciation Society go up on the ramp, go to the broadcast booth and grab Ian Riccoboni, who was then saved by Claudio Castagnoli, and the uh, BCC. So this feud between the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Black Bull Combat Club is not going anywhere anytime soon. Triple threat action for the All-Atlantic Championship. Orange Cassidy picks up the victory over Ray Phoenix and Luchasaurus. Uh, wild match here. I thought the end of this match was awesome. Back when you have Orange hit Ray with the Orange Punch, pinned him immediately, and then... Right, and then um, you know, the craziness that happened. You also saw Jungle Boy get involved with this match as he threw Luchasaurus uh, through tables. Pac tried to get involved with the ring hammer, but Orange Cassidy picks up the victory. Um, afterwards, you saw Pac try to get in the ring and attack Orange Cassidy. Rocky Romero, the best friends, and Shibata returning to all elite wrestling make their way to the ring. You know, Pac's in disbelief. He's standing there while Shibata comes to the ring. And they said at the beginning of this match, whoever wins this match will get an opportunity to face their dream opponent. Now, we saw it all out. Shibata coming after the match with Orange Cassidy's match with Will Ospreay. So Shibata, Orange Cassidy, Rampage, Slapfest. 2022. I'm stoked about this. This is going to be fun. And again, we've seen Orange Cassidy in those high-profile matches against Will Ospreay. The whole feud he had against Chris Jericho. Uh, that Wardlow match that I really liked for the TNT Championship. Um, but this is another match that's going to slap, and it just shows you that I think it was the smart decision to put a title on Orange Cassidy. It kind of brings some prestige to that All-Atlantic Championship. Um, so, cool about that. Jade Cargill's now 40-0 facing off against Marina Shafir. That's it. Uh, what do you? What else do you want me to say? Um, but I like the fact that they had Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero doing commentary, trying to distract Jade. I'm telling again, this 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 isn't this match was not about Marina Shafir getting a title shot. This was about this Nyla Rose Jade Cargill feud, and they're really giving some legs to it. I'm I'm liking it a lot. Um and. Your main event of the evening saw Samoa Joe. I, this I, I thought it was interesting. Defend your main event on AEW Dynamite. But this was like a slap fest of just, this was just wrestling. This whole show was just wrestling, 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 wrestling. Um, no, I have I had a cup of coffee about two hours ago, so I'm that that's why I'm so hyped up. But two big meaty men slap and meet. Samoa Joe picks up the victory over the machine. Brian Cage. Um, Samoa Joe hits the sleeper and Force Cage just tap out. Afterwards, the Gates of Agony, other members of the embassy run the ring and attack Samoa Joe. Warlow comes to the ring as well. And then Powerhouse Hobbs comes to the ring and ambushes Warlow, planting him with the Spinebuster. 
holds up the TNT Championship. So I think you have a formidable opponent here for Wardlow. Maybe this goes to a full gear match, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow. You know, I think since his Ricky Starks feud, Powerhouse Hobbs has kind of been put on the back burner. But again, I say this every week, AEW programming has three hours of nationally syndicated television, so you have to kind of work in your spots here with people. I know we're probably not going to see Jericho next week because of the fact that Fozzie's on tour. He's posted on social media, hey, look, I'm on a private jet flying to Europe. I've got champagne in my hands. So we'll see where it goes from there. We still got more of a buildup. Full Gear is the 19th, I believe. Um, let, me, let me look at my uh, my notes here. AEW, uh, also known as the the AEW. Yep, the nineteenth of uh, we got still two more weeks, uh, two more dynamites, two more rampages before full gear. So there's still a lot more time to add some stuff to this. You know, you're probably gonna add a Soraya Burt Baker match in here. Um, the you have the acclaimed versus Swerving on Glory too. Uh, John Moxley is going to be facing off against MJF. You know Chris Jericho. Well, I want to go back to the Chris Jericho ROH match for a second because I, I was listening to a bunch of stuff this week where they really talked about, like, we mentioned it, you know, Davey Richards trying to get himself a, a booking for the ROH title. But, like, I think using Cole Cabana in this capacity was smart, too, because, hey, he's on your payroll. You're paying him to be there every single week. Hey, he's an ROH guy. Hey, everybody loves him. Let's put let's put him uh, let's put him in there. He's also the FWF champion too, and I'm kind of upset that they didn't mention that on commentary. But I digress. It was I thought it was just a two hours of just solid professional wrestling, and I'm about it. And I should be going to my match of the week this week, which was pre-recorded. But guess what? We're gonna have two matches of the week now. So hit my bumper, me. Chris's match of the week. Alright, first match of the week that's being recorded now on Friday is I spoke, I think this is the most I spoke about anything during this uh, this segment, and it was Chris Jericho versus Cole Cabana, because give the man the flowers while he's still here. Cole Cabana, great. I love the fact that they put gave him a national televised match against uh, the Ring of Honor Championship in a prime spot, too. I think there was like the 9pm uh, hour it started off with, so... Good to that. Go check out that match. And now I'll go back to, uh, you know, the recording from uh, three days ago when we recorded with Dave and Brandon. So, Chris, what's your match of the week now? Um, give, it to, give it to Emma and Ronda Rousey from SmackDown. Uh, I thought Emma got a lot more offense, and we spoke about it earlier, in this match um, than especially with the dominance that Ronda Rousey has had. Uh, and it was good to see Emma back. I've been a fan of her, all the work that she's done all over the independence and in Impact Wrestling. So it's good to see her back on the uh, grand stage. And I know Brandon... Tw- she also uh, seemingly aligned herself with Shayna Baszler. Ronda Rousey did. Yeah, in that backstage promo. But we're not talking about that backstage promo. We're talking about the match itself, which is great. So go find it on Peacock. Brandon, who are you shouting out? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon shoutouts, waka waka. The first shoutout goes to Jerry Lee Lewis, who passed away last week at the age of 87. Uh, had such hits as Great Balls, Fire, and a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah, they named a pay per view after that. Yes, mm-hmm. they they named, and he showed up at a uh, SmackDown event in Memphis, I believe. Nice. In a segment with The Rock, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was a pioneer in, in uh, rock and roll music. 
I got to see him perform a whole lot of shaking going on. At Epcot? One time. Was it at what? Epcot? No, he, he opened up the, it was the first night. It's so crazy because it was in, uh, it was October 29th, 2009. He passed away October 28th, 2022. Wow. So it's like literally like the day after. Uh, it was the 25th anniversary of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert, night one. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks gives us this long rock and roll speech and then brings out the killer. Jerry Lee Lewis to perform that song. Night one, he performed a whole lot of shaking going on. Night two, he performed Great Balls of Fire. I wish I got to hear that song live, but it was still cool to hear him sing that one song. But yeah, that, uh, like you said, they named a pay per view. It was the theme song of that pay per view, it was Great Balls of Fire. So that's unfortunate. Uh, the next shout out goes to the Hulu movie Rosalind. I believe that's how it was pronounced. It's a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I've, I've heard Juliet's um cousin. I've heard uh, commercials for this on podcasts that I listen to. What what was this? Yeah, and I thought it's like a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, but it's but, Juliet's cousin yes. being involved also. Huh? Where like she dated Romeo, and then everything else unfolds with them. But I thought that it was a a, a good modernizing retelling. While still keeping it true to that period, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into period pieces, but I figured I would check it out. I think the cast is pretty good. You got uh, Caitlin Deaver, Isabella Merced, Sean Teal, Kyle Allen, Christopher McDonald. Like, bro- uh, like Chris- no. Who, was, who played Shooter. Robin? Shooter McGavin. Oh, I made, a, <laughs> I made a Shooter McGavin reference this week. Christopher, oh, what is his name? Lloyd. I can't think of his name. No, who played Robin? Oh, it was it was Chris O'Donnell. But Bradley Whitford and Minnie Driver are also in that movie on Hulu. The last shout-out's going to David S. Pumpkins. Tom Hanks and Bobby Moynihan were both on Saturday Night Live last week. Drunk Uncle made his return to Weekend Update. But they did the David S. Pumpkins sketch again, so... As soon as they, like, I saw the beginning of the sketch and the setup, I was like, yes, hell yes, because I'm a fan of David S. Pumpkins. It's, like, the weirdest, like, thing that shouldn't be, like, over. Okay. But it just, it's, I just think it's funny, so. I was happy to see that on the the Halloween episode of SNL, because it's been a few years, I think. So, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for our... Our... right our mark out moment of the week uh like you mentioned it earlier pro wrestling noah announcing great muda versus shinsuke nakamura yeah it's awesome i think that's awesome another thing i popped for xavier woods was on a celebrity Wheel i of saw Fortune that i popped week. after that huge austin creed i should say they they mentioned him as both names but uh pat sajak ends up asking vanna if she remembers his stuff with wwe i in my head, I have no memory of Pat Sajak ever being part of WWE. I know she has. She's been a guest timekeeper. 
at uh, WrestleMania 4, but I don't remember Sajak doing anything with WWE, but I popped for that, the fact that that they were all together, and uh, that was pretty cool. Like Xavier Woods got a copy of his Wheel of Fortune on NES signed by Pat and Vanna, <laughs> That's awesome. which I think is cool also, but... Do you have any mark out moments? Any anyone else? Uh, I had those. Um, I I I I popped for Xavier Woods on uh, Wheel of Fortune. Um, I also marked out for the amount of trolling that the, that the Philly fans have been doing to the Astros during the World Series. Um, the fact that certain food organizations will not cater to the Astros. Uh, <laughs> it it just shows you how big a dirtbags Phillies really are that they would rather support a, a football team a baseball team that might fail them next year than to uh, bring in business. Um, but that's great. I've I've marked out for the fact that Bryce Remsburg and Wheeler Yuta have been at these games and been having a fantastic time. So good for them. Um, I'm hoping there's some sort of Philadelphia Phillies reference tonight. Uh, I know Dave doesn't want to root for the Phillies and he doesn't want to root for the Astros, but. Um, the- yeah, I'm, I'm the, going with the Phillies, you know. The Ash, as I said to you personally, the Phillies are the team we don't want, but we need right now. <laughs> it's so true. We definitely yeah. do need them. It's unfortunate. I did I did mark out for the announcement of uh, the major wrestling figure podcast, uh, Toy Drive. Super crazy is going to be there too. Alex Riley in action. That'll be awesome. Yeah, no. I totally agree with you. Um, I am going to say that my mark out moment of the week, it was... Definitely seeing the Fon statue, but, <laughs> but oh, uh, of course, you know, but re- wrestling wise, I'm going to say that promo. Well, I mean, the promo with the Uncle Howdy, I marked out for that because I'm just so invested into figuring it out. I don't um, understand. I don't understand it. Yeah, but I I've think loved that... I, But I've loved everything Bray has done. So the Firefly Funhouse, I thought was great. That whole thing. But like, it just it just confuses me because I'm really not that smart. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I and something else I marked out for was definitely the Emma return. return I can agree. Emma. And um, also I think it's been what uh, three years since Roman Reign has uh, Roman Reigns has been pinned. Yeah, I think eh, that's not happening this weekend, week. pal. Yeah, so there was so much. Yeah, three years he's gone. Estimated 190, I think 96 days now, without being pinned. I think that's insane. Oh, I marked out for Rhea Ripley, uh, ripping oh, some guy's shoes shoe. off. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. I popped so hard for that. It was great. Yeah, but that was awesome. That's the end of our show this week. Marking out episode 613. We thank you so much for listening, folks. Um, we're hoping that the Apple Podcast app uh, fiasco has been justified by the time you're listening to this. If not, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, markingout.com. You can find us social media wise Facebook.com slash markingout, Twitter.com slash markingout, YouTube and Instagram.com slash markingout11, and TikTok at markingout. You can email us markingout1 at gmail.com and buy all of our merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. You can find me on Twitter at Chris Dog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161, and Dave on Twitter at DavidPTDPT. Got it right again. Second time. Thank you. Good job. Woo! (laughs) And on that note, we wish you the... The... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic... Ah!